Welcome to The Kind Faith for Couples. We're committed to helping couples thrive in real, honest, and hope-giving ways. Marriage is hard, so let's be kind. Hey, Kind Faith, we are glad that you're with us. Take two. Uh, Somebody (laughs) forgot to press the record button. So we're doing this again. But we're not keeping score. We're not keeping score. And, and you might you might be wondering, why are we talking about scorekeeping? That's the subject of the podcast this week. We're going to talk about the mistakes we've made. And one of the big mistakes we made. But you're Jeff and I'm Marcy. Oh, hey. Hi, I'm Jeff. <laughs> and I'm Marcy. She's Marcy. So we're going to talk about the mistakes we made as a couple and one of the big ones we've made consistently a lot early on and a little bit as as we've moved into the years of marriage is scorekeeping. Right. What do we mean by scorekeeping? Scorekeeping is keeping score of the things that um, you want your spouse to do or think that he should or she should automatically do um, negatively and positively. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and as we've talked about this, we, we've talked about the idea that this keeping track is, is about behavior change. In fact, we have a formal definition that we wrote down. Scorekeeping is keeping track of behavior to create change in the other. Keeping track of behavior to create change in the other. That That's our core definition of scorekeeping. And for for us, as we talked about it, we identified two types. There may be more, but we 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 kind of land in two types of scorekeeping. My type is is scorekeeping for myself. Here's here's how I would illustrate that um, from early on in our marriage. I would walk in and you'd be mad or frustrated or angry and I wouldn't and that necessarily not, that has never happened to any of you ever yeah and I wouldn't necessarily understand why like guys are you with me you're like what What did I do is the first question you ask right what did I do are you mad at me or are you mad at the dog yeah what's going on <laughs> but I would immediately begin to do things to change her mood to make her happy or to make up for the unknown wrong that I had committed so I would clean the toilet and I would take the dog for a walk and don't worry about dinner, hon. I'll take care of dinner. All of that. And and then when she didn't acknowledge these little things that I had done, I would get really hurt, angry, and frustrated. And pout. pout. <laughs> yep. Or withdraw. Right. And when I began to explore that, I realized that I was keeping score of my good deeds and expecting my good deeds to cause her mood to change. Right. And this is really um, more of a thing when you're young in your marriage and it can grow into a big monster. Um, but because you're, you have your um, expectations of what a marriage is and what your spouse is supposed to be and what they're supposed to do and the roles they're supposed to do. And when you express that and it doesn't happen, then you start scorekeeping because you're preparing for the battle, right? And everybody wants to win the battle. Yeah. So that's the negative part of scorekeeping, right? (laughs) Right. So the positive one, type one, is I keep score of all the good things I did to get 
points right. so that I can affect change. The other one is what you're talking about, keeping right. score of the disappointments. And, and both of them, at the end of the day, you said something profound. Both of them are... <laughs> I don't remember. You did. Because memory is plastic. Remember in take number one. <laughs> in take number one, you said something profound, which I want you to say again. Scorekeeping uh, is about... You said it was about... Um, do you remember? It was about... Our expectations? No, it was about power. It was about, it was about putting yourself in a position of power. So well, that because you were self-justified. That's what it was. Justification. Self-justification. Well, and um, expectations. So you have expectations that it's going to go someplace. And the reason why we keep score is because we're... Uh, well, not the reason. There's probably many reasons. But um, we tend to be afraid. And we're so afraid that... Um, we're not going to be right because if we're right, then there's like, um, you know, all is right in the world. But if you choose to be right, then your spouse has to be wrong. And the point is not to um, have one be right and one be wrong. You're working together. You're on the same team. When you're how does that connect with fear? Because you said fear, and I thought that was really profound. Tell, help me understand how scorekeeping connects with fear. Well, when you're, okay, so he's focusing on all the good things that he did and I'm focusing on, I'm focusing on the negative and we do this in reverse too. So I focus on, well, you know, I did your laundry and I did the meals and I did the whatever and you should just whatever. So we do this both, but I'm, by focusing on the negative, just for a few examples is, um, you know, I did the laundry and I put it at the bottom of the stairs. Could you at least take it up the stairs and put it away? Do I have to do everything? That type of thing. So, um, and that all happens. But as far as fear goes, you're, you are afraid because I think people, I think we innately wonder if this marriage is going to last. Mm. And, and, and afraid, are we going to get the love we want? Right. Which is why you said I do. That this is supposed to, this partner is supposed to fill me and fill all my needs and vice versa. Mm -hmm. They're going to be one that give me the love I want and I'm afraid that I'm not going to get it. And scorekeeping becomes our tool to create a position of power so that we can get the behavior that we want. And that's, whether that's keeping score of all the, all the nitpicking things that I didn't do or all the good things that I did do. Either way, it's a power play. And, and there's two realities about this. One is this, is, this is about gaming your partner. And I don't mean video games. But it's like a video game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, you know, I mean, no. It, it tends to be a little bit more, go talk about a little bit more about gaming. Yeah, let's talk about gaming. So we're built as human beings to game a system. That, that's how our brains operate. And it's no mistake that in psychological research, much of it is putting mammals in mazes to solve the game, to, to deal with the problem and problem solve, and, and to get the results and benefits that we're looking for. That's how humanity's built. But when we bring that in and we make our partner the object of the game, that is where the acid gets introduced into the relationship and degrades it 
Scorekeeping is trying to game the relationship. It's trying to produce the result that we want. Well said. And you were going to say, guys tend to do this more guys than girls. Guys tend to do this more than girls because they're wired, hardwired to conquer, win. You know, not all guys, not like globally, because some are Ferdinandable and are passive, which are sweet guys. But, that, but guys, you know, if you're going to be in a game, win. Well, and, and, and girls are too. I mean, I mm-hmm. it's like if it's like okay, game on. Like if you like you're gonna engage me, game on. So, um, so that's hard because and have to, and I would just say in that the girls play the the game a little more subtly, or ruthlessly. Well, either on how you way, want to look at it. But we digress. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> here's yes. the real bottom line with scorekeeping. Yes, whether. It's bad. I'm expecting my spouse to appreciate me for all the good things I've done or I'm building up bitterness toward my spouse because of all the bad things they've done. Either type of scorekeeping is in essence selfishness. Yeah, it's acid on the relationship. It is because what am I really doing? I'm trying to get what I want and when the key word in that is I. And it's not good. And so how do you, what would you advise? How did, how did we work our way out of scorekeeping? That's a good question. Not that all your questions aren't good, but that's a good one. <laughs> so, so not that I'm scorekeeping. Gold star. <laughs> so so um, I think how this initially started when we were first married was that we would scorekeep and um, say, guy, you know, I did the list, the laundry list of all these things of, you know, I, you know, all I wanted you to do was make the bed in the morning so that when I came home from work, I didn't have to walk into an unmade bed and you decided to blah, 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 blah. And so I lost points. And right. And, but when we come in and, you know, at the end of the day and he's just like, yeah, but are you kidding me? Look what everything I did. I folded the clothes. I walked the dog. I whatever. Trying to gain points. Right. And I'm just like, okay, so that's how our conversations would initially start. Then it evolved into, okay, I can see that you walk the dog and that you are trying here, but I really need to walk, come in the door at the end of the day and the bed is made. And so it kind of, you're acknowledging the, the evolution of the conversation went from argument to acknowledging the person's character. Ooh, I can so see good. that you're trying, but what I, my need is you, I can't have you dictate my need. I need to dictate my need and have you respond to my need. That's there, that's a goal there. I want to step back though and say there's a there's a step before that, okay. um, and the step before that is being aware of the fact that you're scorekeeping. Oh yeah. So so developing an awareness that I'm actually scorekeeping is is maybe the biggest step because once you have that awareness, you can ask yourself the question: Do I want to be a scorekeeping kind of husband or wife? Do I want to be about tracking all of this data all the time about behavior? Do I want to be the kind of person who's trying to use this tracking to change the behavior of my spouse? I don't think any of us want to. 
I think all of us stepped into the relationship, and especially if we're Christians in marriage, our desire is to love selflessly, which means our needs get put aside. And so I run around to try to change your mood by cleaning the toilets. But what if I actually did step out and clean the toilets just for love? And it didn't matter how she responds because love isn't determined. The effectiveness of love is not determined by the response of the person who's being loved. That's not the, that's not the measure of love's effectiveness. So that's the first step. Be aware the second step is powerful. We didn't talk about this. So this is like bonus. We didn't talk about this in the unrecorded episode, but the second part is, is what you said. It's acknowledging your partner's attempts, right? So for me to say to you, Marcy, I see your frustration that, um, that, that there are things that I've consistently been doing wrong and I'm frustrating you is powerful. And for her to say to me, I see you're trying to show me you love me. That you're cleaning the toilet and just acknowledging that because he really, to not acknowledge it is like you're sitting there going, well, why are you cleaning the toilet? How lame is that? When, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, although it's every woman loves a guy who cleans the toilet, right? But, but it's like, I, we need to eat dinner. Could you get the dinner started? And, but if the toilet wasn't acknowledged that it was cleaned, it was just like, you didn't acknowledge. It's like the, the, the heart of Jeff was getting crushed that I didn't acknowledge his effort. Yeah, the attempt. Right. And even though, and we're talking in great, I mean, we're talking in black and whites and it's right. very gray, right? We, we all know that. But, but to have the framework to begin to filter our relationship through is incredibly helpful because it, it, it gives us the opportunity to actually express kindness and love to the other, which is our third point. So the first one is be aware that you're scorekeeping. The second one is acknowledge, acknowledge the other and their feelings. Don't condemn them for the scorekeeping, just acknowledge that it's happening. And, and don't, don't say, oh, you're scorekeeping, but give an honest thanks because their desire is you to be happy whether it's selfish or not that's the desire and so acknowledge that and and praise them for for it and then the third thing is it comes straight out of scripture it's actually the theme verse for the kind faith it's ephesians 4 32 do you remember it <laughs> oh it's be quiz kind. time be kind, be kind um, and tender-hearted. tenderhearted and that's my favorite part of the verse is um be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. I think my favorite part is tender-hearted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, in, in marriage, I, I agree. I think part of our scorekeeping hardens your heart. It really does. Oh, yeah. And we said it was an acid. I think this is better. It, it's, a, it's a hardener. And it makes your heart hard. And do you want to have a hard heart? Even if even if all the scorekeeping is right, do you want to keep score? Right. I, I don't want to have that hard heart. Think about cholesterol. <laughs> all right. I can't, I'm excited to see where this goes. But, but hardening. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Hardening of the arteries. And how, I mean, seriously, 
if you're eating properly all the way through your life and let, allow the blood to flow clearly through your heart, um, you wouldn't have to have a double bypass, a triple bypass, mm. quadruple bypass, mm. have a stent put in, you know, all the things that um, we do to clean out our heart. And so we're doing, that's what scorekeeping does, is it just adds plaque and plaque and plaque. Scorekeeping is the bad cholesterol of love. Oh, oh <laughs> wow. <laughs> Quotable quote. Quotable quote. And there you, you said it. Okay. So so as we <laughs> exactly say that. <laughs> as we live in to our marriages, let's stop scorekeeping and love unconditionally. Be kind. Be tenderhearted. Don't let scorekeeping become this thing where you're selfishly trying to change behavior. Uh, let it go. And and will together live into this idea that Christ had for how marriage is supposed to be. Self-giving love instead of scorekeeping. Selfless love. Selfless and self-giving, yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We are so glad that you did. We would love it if you would like this. Subscribe. We would would really love it if you'd subscribe. What's our goal now? 200 subscribers by end of February, right? Or no, end of January. We hope so. Wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? So you can help us reach our goal and subscribe. That'd be really um, a blessing. And if you're listening to this on podcasts, please rate the podcast. That helps us as well. Yes. So have a great week. Be kind. Tenderheartedly kind. Mm-hmm. As God was tenderheartedly kind to you and gave his life up for you. And we're so grateful that we live under that grace So give each other grace in your marriages. Amen. We love you guys. Have a great week. Bye. Blessings. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you came and joined us today. You can find out more about us at thekindfaith.org.